Once you've got your chops, the spec work stops. Once you've got your chops, the spec work stops. This was uh, just something that came to mind as I was working on a new project I'll tell you about in a minute. But so many times when somebody goes to like um, learn about getting copywriting clients, one of the big ways that's talked about, especially in direct response, to get copywriting clients is with spec work. And if you start to pursue opportunities in copywriting, one of the things that you'll run up against is as part of the process of, of applying for some kind of copywriting gig, you, you get to this point where they ask you to do some spec work. And I want to talk about that. And specifically, I want to talk about moving beyond spec work and when and where and why you might want to choose to do that. So with that, let's get into the notes for today's episode. Uh, so once you've got your chops, the spec work stops. I was writing the description for the paid to pitch method, which is going to be a training that I deliver live for BTMS Insiders members uh, as of tomorrow, June 22nd, 2023. You can check the link in the description. And if you, um, if, if you're in ahead of time, you're going to be able to participate in the training live. If you are in afterwards, you're going to have access to the recording. But I was, I was writing this description for the paid to pitch method. And this, this phrase just came out uh, because paid to pitch is on one complete, like complete pro side of the spectrum. But spec work is on the other side of the spectrum, like all the way back at the beginning of the copywriting career, right? And um, so I was thinking about this and I was thinking about the growth in a service business, especially for copywriters and freelance marketing creatives. And there are these, these, these phases of our career that we go through where the what we do to get clients is going to change dramatically from you know, one phase to the next, to the next, to the next. And spec work is one of those things that I still recommend very early on. And I used when it was very early on for me, but it's not something that you want to stick with. It's like kind of the same thing. And this is a tangent, kind of the same thing applies to Upwork and other freelance job platforms. Those can be a great place to get some initial traction in your career, initial experience working with clients and getting client gigs and satisfying clients. But at some point, you really want to grow your career to the point where you've moved past Upwork and you don't rely on it or even use it to get clients. So what the heck is spec work and why would you do it? Spec, uh, it stands for speculative. It's short for speculative. And what you're doing is you are doing work on the speculation that that work is going to turn into a project. And so <clears throat> with direct response marketers, the most common thing that, that I've seen and that I've done in terms of spec work is write the headline and lead for a sales letter. It could be a video sales letter, landing page, sales message, right? Write the headline and lead uh, for this. And if we like it, we'll give you a project. And it's based in this whole pitch and proposal model uh, that, that is, uh, that, that's, hey, if you want to get the paycheck from me, the client, you need to pitch to me, you need to give me a proposal, you need to show me the quality of your work, and I will hire you. 
And from a client perspective, this is a really smart thing to do. Um, it also is mirrored in the big agency world where, you know, you get somebody like McDonald's or I don't know, just some other some other big company out there that says, hey, uh, we're looking for a new ad agency. How about all of you ad agencies that are interested in like three months, we're going to put together a big um, pitch day or pitch week and we will book meetings with agencies that want our business and between now and then develop your strategy develop your pitch in many cases the ad agencies are spending like a million dollars plus to uh, to wine and dine the potential client to get strategy ideas out of them to develop all this creative and maybe even pre-produce some some example work right just in the hopes of landing this big whale of an account and so this does still go on at like the big Madison Avenue ad agency level, right? And honestly, like I've done this too, like it's better than an interview for hiring new marketing creatives. So somebody can say whatever they want in an interview. I've hired people off of interviews. And when it comes to marketing creative, so I'm talking about writing copy, I'm talking about design, I'm talking about all that stuff where they're putting together the, the service provider is putting together some kind of material that's designed to go out in front of the prospects, right? Why trust or listen to what they have to say instead of seeing what they can do, right? And so a spec work lets you see what they can do regardless of what they say. And there have been plenty of copywriters that I've talked to who talk a big game, but the quality of their writing is not that great. There've been other copywriters who are much more modest and their copywriting is just very high quality. And I will say this is how I got my start in client copywriting. Um, maybe, maybe not with my very first client because that's a little bit of a different story. But early on for my consistent client work with higher level direct response marketers, like for AWAI, when I got started with them, I did spec. For Casey Research, when I got started with them, got my start in financial copywriting, I did spec. Um, and in both cases, those translated into a six figure plus client relationships for writing maybe a thousand words free for each of them. And so it was very good return on investment for the time and the money, right? Um, and, and yeah, like I said, I've done it to other copywriters too. I've hired copywriters based on specs that they submitted. And so I do think that it's smart and you should do spec work at the beginning of your career when you're new to an industry, when you're new to a market. Notably, I had stopped doing spec for a while before I did that spec work for Casey Research. And because I wanted to transition into financial copywriting, I said, okay, I'm going to do it just so I can get my foot in the door. And so when you're, when you're brand new to an industry, when you're brand new to a market, when you're new in your copywriting career, right? It makes sense to do spec work if a client asks for it, because it can be what gets you in the door to a very lucrative and mutually beneficial long-term relationship. Um, but, but once you've got your chops, the spec work stops going back to that, that main theme of today's episode. So here's when it's time to stop doing spec work. When you are established 
in the niche, the industry, the market, right? When you are known as a copywriter, when you have experience as a copywriter, when you have a proven record of client success, and here I'm using copywriter and mostly my audience is copywriters, but I'll apply this to any marketing creative who has been doing spec work to, to get clients. Like when you're established in the niche, when you have a record of client success, and, and importantly, when you're able to get the clients that you want without it, right? It's good to move on to a place where you have that established authority, expertise, reputation, right? Uh, so that clients say, yeah, I would love to work with you. And it doesn't matter for you to write the spec because we trust you. Now, in some cases, in some cases, you might want to eat some humble pie and say, okay, um, I'm willing to do spec just because I don't know, maybe this particular client that I really want to work with doesn't know who I am, and that's okay, right? I can point to my uh, track record, I can point to my successes, I can point to examples of my work, and still I can say, you know what, I have a great idea just to give you a, a, a sense of how I might be able to work with you and for you, here's what here's what I'm able to do, right? Um, and, and so I put a little asterisk next, next to able to get clients you want without it because, because there might be exceptions, right? But in general, once you've got your chops, the spec work stops, right? Now, um, what do you do after you stop doing spec work? So here's what most copywriters and other creatives do after stopping specs. Reputation-driven consultative selling. And this is something that I have done plenty of myself, right? So I've got a little reputation in the niche. I connect with people. I say, hey, you know, let's let's have a little conversation here. This is my minimum viable funnel model. Let's have a little conversation here and we'll see if it makes sense to work together. We have that little conversation. We talk about it, maybe come up with some ideas, some direction of where it would make sense to go in terms of our work together and then say, well, here's what it's going to take to work with me, right? And if you're good at it, and especially if your client flow doesn't need to be that big, it's not a bad process at all. Like reputation-driven consultative selling, especially when you have a really good reputation, is not a bad process at all. But sometimes it can be exhausting and even frustrating, especially if you're trying to continue to expand um, aggressively. If your uh, desire to grow your business extends a little bit beyond your reputation, right? Your reputation is still going to matter as a proof and credibility point, but but if it's not bringing you like unlimited uh, work, unlimited unlimited opportunity, unlimited referrals, unlimited word of mouth that is just completely overwhelming you with more work than you could even desire, right? then you're going to often find yourself in this situation where you're having these conversations, these long, drawn-out conversations. You're creating proposals. You're um, doing extended strategy sessions where you're giving all your best stuff away, and it's still not translating into great client relationships, great client opportunities, right? And so if reputation-driven and consultative selling does work for you and it's great for you, great not recommending anything different, right? But but if it's not getting you all that you want, you know, maybe there is an alternative, an alternative to the consultative selling and an alternative to spec work if you've got the chops. And that's in this paid to pitch method. Now, 
you probably heard about this in some recent podcasts. Uh, I'm, I'm going deeper with it and sharing even more. Uh, it's basically an intro offer that's designed to attract and close your ideal clients. And it's kind of like the welcome mat offer for uh, for, for products where you sell someone something like a free book, a free book with shipping or a $5 book, right? Where it's a super low priced introductory offer, but translated to services. So it's not that same price point um, where, where you're selling them a low price. So they spend their first dollar with you. So they become a customer. You have that relationship and it makes sense for them to ascend into a higher level. Well, you can do the exact same thing with services with an intro offer following this paid to pitch method. Um, and it flips consultative selling into a true consultation where instead of doing this, this advice giving for free and the, the consultation for free, where there's always this like push and pull where you're trying to sell something, but also you're trying to convey your value. And so you're also trying to hold back and it's a, it's a tug of war, right? Into, Hey, they can book you for a consultation and that consultation is the first step towards anything you might do in the future or it's incredibly valuable on its own because it is a true consultation you're not doing some you know consultative selling gimmicks right um, and the other cool thing is it can be faster easier more profitable versus consultative selling because instead of spending all this time doing proposals and doing consultation calls and um, going back and forth and trying to follow up with clients and all of that you have a quick conversation, you see if someone is a fit. If they're a fit, they have an opportunity to buy your intro offer and do a true consultation with you about how they can get the results they want, right? And if they don't want that, well, it's gonna be pretty clear early on. And so you're going to move on. Um, if they do want that, you just close them in about 15 minutes. Um, and so you've made the sale and more profitable because you're actually like after 15 minutes, you're getting paid as opposed to after, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes and then after an hour and then after five hours of work and all of that, right? Um, and as I was thinking about this and um, I don't know, refreshing my knowledge of the paid to pitch method, I was actually thinking that I've known about this for a long time because when I was learning copywriting, I, I learned a lot from Dan Kennedy. And one of the things that Dan Kennedy did in terms of running his business was uh, this, this structure of how, it, how you worked with Dan. Very different than everybody else, and that was on purpose. So if you wanted to work with Dan, you would have to send him a fax, uh, no less than one page, no more than two, saying basically uh, why you thought Dan could help, what you thought he could help with, and why, why Dan should want to work with you. So write him a quick letter, talk to him about the opportunity. If he likes it, he books a 15-minute phone call to talk about that letter with you. At the end of that 15-minute phone call, he's going to hang up. And so if you're mid-sentence, still explaining things, still answering questions, whatever, you just got hung up on and you like go back to the back of the line. Um, but during that conversation, he's going to ask a couple of questions. He's going to say, well, I think it makes sense for us to work together. And um, all client relationships begin with a paid day of consulting. And you can either come to me or I'll come to you for twice the fee. And eventually he wouldn't go to them. But all client relationships began with a paid day of consulting. At the end of that paid day of consulting, Dan outlined an entire project 
um, or strategy that the client should implement and included a quote for, hey, if you wanna work with me, if you want me to do this project with you, here's what it's going to take. And he would get paid, for a while it was in you know a few thousand and then it got into the tens of thousands of dollars for those paid days of consulting. And his project work would often go up into the six figures and um, that's one project with a client. So a complete marketing campaign, direct response, like mul multiple step follow up, all of that, right? But still it came down to this paid to pitch method that, hey, like when they show up, bill them. That was another phrase that Dan used. And if you're serious about your time, your expertise, your status as a professional in your market, the value that you deliver to clients, you know, you should probably take yourself seriously enough that you actually charge for things like putting together client strategy and providing consultation. And that's what the paid to pitch method is all about. I would encourage you to think about this for yourself. Um, if you want to go deeper with me, I certainly have an opportunity for you to do that through my training, um, the, the paid to pitch method. That link is in the description, along with a link to BTMS Insiders, which uh, the paid to pitch method is part of the BTMS Insiders streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses. Starts off as a live monthly insiders call, and then the recording is added to the library, and you'll get access to both as a BTMS Insiders member. Um, don't forget, you know, ask yourself how you can use this. You can leave that as a comment with this episode and like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I will catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.